Knock, knock. Who's there? They see. They see who? They see me rolling. They hating. <laughs> if that knock, knock joke did not get to you, your sense of humor needs to be checked. Okay, I'm going to try another one for the sake of the people who, you know, really don't have a sense of humor. Um, Yeah, let's see. Okay. Knock, knock. Stopwatch. Stop what you're doing and listen to this podcast. Hi, it's another Tuesday. And I'm back with another episode. This is the King's Place podcast hosted by yours truly, Fierce Sharon. It has been a hot minute. Happy New Year. I guess it's not late to say Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New Year. What's up? What's been going on with you? Um, It's been a month and four three days since i last podcasted if that's even a word if it's not a word i would trademark this word and it feels so good to be back i almost have lost all um what am i saying i it's like i, I don't even know how to podcast anymore because it's been a long long ass time how have you been? I've been great. If you listen to my um, previous podcast episode, you know how far with me. And I'm just going to bring you up to speed with stuff that has been happening with me. Um, after the incident, it's been very, very, very tough. Um, I'm getting by. Um, I had, I don't want to self-diagnose, but I I had PTSD because recovering from that incident was a lot. It was very traumatic. I mean, I'd be walking on the road and I'm holding my bag really, really tightly, so tightly that the mark of the handle legit appears on my palm. And I don't even walk around with my ATM card in my bag. I legit put my ATM card in my clothes. That's how bad it is. I'm always suspicious of any and everybody somebody's walking behind me my heart is beating very fast and yeah there was one time i went to see a friend um so it was dark at that time in the evening and i observed somebody in front of the house somebody was sitting between the flowers outside and i'm like ah Who's this person? And then I greeted the person and the person started standing up slowly. I was just about to start running, like running forward because of the way the guy stood up. And then the guy stood up and walked towards the gates to open it. My heart was already beating very, very fast. And I'm like, oh my God, Isaac, it's you. (laughs) Um, it's been very challenging getting my, um, getting back on my feet, but I'm here now. School's about to resume. I've got a major plan on the way. I'm still scared, but you know, yeah, that's that. Um, yeah. And let's not forget to leave out the, the part where I'm being approached by lots. Okay, I'm, I, I like to say it this way. I, I'm being approached by the male species. 
because I'm a fine girl. Like, if you don't agree with this, you are a hater. Yup. And I've had, um, <laughs> I've had very funny encounters with, um, the male species, um, December last year and coming into this year. Uh, one that was very striking was a conversation I had with, um, somebody who is <clears throat> toasting me oh my goodness i did not do a youtube in did i say youtube now i do not do a podcast intro thank you so much to everybody who's supporting the pod um you know that i'm grateful i'm sincerely thankful to everybody or anyone who listened to the last episode even when I didn't put it out on, on WhatsApp. I didn't put it out on Instagram. I mean, you guys are loyal. You guys are loyal fans. Like, and the people who have subscribed on Apple Podcast, God bless you. You keep sending me your mails. I see them. I see them. Thank you so very much. Thank you to Essay, Laura, Senzo, Ephraim, and Alex. Like you guys are the best. I love you guys. Thank you so much. So back to my <clears throat> encounter with the male species. This species or species? Yeah, the male species. Um. So I I really don't know why. Um. Practicing celibacy is, it comes as a surprise to many people. I mean, the men who've approached me are sexually active, yeah, at the time that they approached me. And I make it clear, the instant you approach me now, oh, bros, look, I know you're sexually active and all, but... I'm not sexually active and I can't help you because I feel or rather I know and this is a fact that anybody who's sexually active and that approaches you as a lady or approaches you as a guy would definitely want to be in a sexual relationship with you and at the moment I just cannot afford that not at all so I was talking with this guy that I just met and we started we started talking and he asked um, we just got into this conversation and I'm like, okay, yo, I really cannot be in a relationship right now because all the people I've met are sexually active and I'm not just ready to to wear that shoe at this moment. And I, so I want to stay celibate. I want to stay celibate. And he was like, you know, that is a big risk to take. I'm like, yo, I'm well aware of my decisions, but risk? Uh-uh. So he said sexual compatibility. So I've heard of this before, but I really did not know much about it. So instead of me to talk or converse with this person, I end up sounding like an Olodo. I quickly went to the internet and I'm like, oh, Google, what is sexual compatibility? And it's the extent to which a couple perceive they share sexual beliefs. Now, sexual. Sexual beliefs, preferences, desires, and needs with your partner. 
it's the extent to which um, similarities exist between partners in terms of turn on and turn offs. So basically, it's just how well your individual beliefs, needs, and desires around sexual activities, sexual activities um, blend. Uh, it includes your definition of sex, your frequency and duration of sex, where do you like to have sex, do you like to do it in the club, in the hotel, in your kitchen, wherever, in your car, ew. Turn on and turn offs, um, bites on the neck, is that eternal for you? Mm, sucking toes, is that eternal for you? Hmm. Oh, wow. Did I mention that this podcast episode is rated 18? Because... I think I've said the word sexual the most time that I have ever said the word sexual. Moving on. Yeah, your turn on and turn offs. For some people, they don't like giving their partner's head a head. Oh my God. And what's your relationship orientation? Do you believe that, um, oh, sex before marriage is good? Are you cool with that? Or you're not cool with that so basically everything about sexual compatibility revolves around sex yeah just that three letter word sex that's it and while we were talking this person said um sexual incompatibility has broken many homes and i'm like uh Hold on, hold on, just a minute. Yo, I'm like, it has not been proven or it's not on record that sexual incompatibility um, was the reason a couple broke up or, you know, divorced. So I'm like, I said that sex should not be the driving force or the primary goal of any marriage because what is sex? Like, Sex is just how many minutes? Five minutes of intense passion and body touching and ew, semen and whatever. <laughs> Please, this podcast is rated. <laughs> is it rated eighteen now? <laughs> okay, let's go with eighteen. So I'm like, um, sex should not be the driving force or the primary goal of any marriage, cause it's not, cause. If it is, it means that sex is sex is the basis and the foundation of your relationship and your marriage. Should you get married to this person, like you see, okay, I don't want to use the f word now, but you go, <clears throat> you go tired. Like you see this person every day, um, you get bored of this person's. Um, sex position, this person's scream and moans and all that. So if you feel that sex is the primary reason for marriage, you get bored and you get frustrated in your relationship and in your marriage. And that's a fact. So if you have the belief that sex is the driving force for marriage, my guy, you should just kukuma have one sugar daddy or sugar mommy now. You understand? So, honey, he said, love and sex is the driving force. I'm like, even love will fade away. 
like love will fade away and he went on to say if you remove sex from a relationship or a marriage what is left and i'm like yo the purpose of marriage as god intends is far deeper than the shallow minor purpose of sex what is sex in fact sex is just a p in a v and at the end there is c-u-m and you make babies and that's it i'm like have you ever heard of the word purpose partner like look at ruth and boaz they give birth to obed and obed gave birth to jesse jesse gave birth to david and it was recorded in the bible or it is recorded in the bible that jesus was from the lineage of david so i'm like god is very deliberate about relationships yes i know that god created sex for marriage but that was not all he intended that marriage should be because that's a very very shallow reason you know so he was not like you you cannot take sex out of marriage i agree yes marriage without sex is is boring sex is a whole lot of activity you know it's like when the sex becomes bad then then comes cheating and I just like to say this caveat emptor. And at this moment, I'll be very blunt. If you think that marriage will cure um, your drive or your hunger for sex or your cheating habits, I'm so sorry for you. I am so sorry. And if you think that marriage, though, the purpose of marriage is for sex, <laughs> my brother, just go to my brother, my sister. Just go to a, a convent and tell them that you want to just be a reverend father. Dedicate your life to the Lord. Cause, and he, this person, you know the one who even bust my head. So like This person said, I will advise intending couples to have sex and also get pregnant before marriage. And I was thinking, I said, Lord, your standard never changes. Like the standard of God never changes. And I hate it when people twist principles to suit their own selfish beliefs and selfish desires and you call yourself a christian you call yourself a believer now bad sex does not account for um um a bad marriage if you're just scared about the sex it means you're just all about the sex and there there are tendencies that you will cheat on your partner and celibacy doesn't equate to sexual incompatibility with your partner. It's just about sex. It's just sex. It's not how you're going to contribute to the marriage. It's not how you're going to support your partner. The dreams that you both have together. I mean, marriage is far more deeper than sex. Like, And shout out to everybody who's staying celibate. Like, you rock. You legit rock. Everybody who's abstaining from sexual immorality, you rock. Like, I stand such people. Marriage is not designed for just sex. I will say it over and over and over again. Now, this is 15 minutes and 23.
nine seconds and i just want to say thank you to everybody who listened you can hit me up on instagram at fierce underscore sharon you can also send me an email at the king's place podcast at gmail.com let me know what you think if you want to feature on the podcast let me know send me a mail at the king's place podcast at gmail.com i really hope i was able to make sense and i'm a non-conformist i'm I practice celibacy and I'm not going to let anybody bully me to have sex before marriage. I'm not going to let anybody bully me or talk me into, um, you know, define my principles and my beliefs and what, what the word of God says. See, the standard of God does not change. God will never twist the standard to suit you or satisfy you. Um, yeah, this is where I'm just gonna end today's episode. Um, there's gonna, there's gonna be a fresh episode next week, Tuesday, so you better look out for it. Thank you so much. Bye.